Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. And special guest. It's John McRae here. And... Andrew. Yay! Cue the theme tune. Keep on Sunnyside, always on. You got a surname that's distinguished. Oh, well, it's because you, you know <laughs> when you're a pro celebrity, you have to make sure everyone knows your name, otherwise they'll not know who you are. There's a lot of that. Oh hey, sure. So right, we should have talked about what we were going to talk about the show before. Well, we you're just doing back from uh, Comic City. Yeah, we're just, John and I are at Comic City. Um, the show that used to, the show formerly known as, as uh, 2D, 2D, I think, yes. and and is now Comic City, uh, and it was good fun. It's, really got, it's got the same team behind it, then, hasn't it? It's exactly the same team behind it. Okay, uh, sure. Everything about it is kind of what two D, what two D was at its best. Sure, was what this show was right down to the beer tokens they used to give you. Oh really? Two D is the only show I've ever been to where they give you beer tokens, uh, like I, literal I've, beer tokens. I have done other shows. Like oh, have that. you done yeah. other shows? There was a there was a couple of shows in the south of Ireland. There's one of my beer tokens. There it is, with a nice little Carlos Escara tribute. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah, but there was a couple of shows, but they were more political cartoonist shows, oh, Raf right, Drum okay. and Skibbereen uh-huh. in the South Ireland, and you would go to those, and they would give you beer tokens, and you could move around all the different pubs and spend them in oh, those. Oh, different pubs as oh, well? Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, they gave you a whole selection of Th- pubs there's, to there's choose from. There's not just one pub then? No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. there was a hundred people and ten pubs. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. I imagine several pubs in Derry, if you just gave them a beer token, they wouldn't take it too well. No, they, they mostly, no, there's one pub, one pub, I think, but, but no. the thing is, there was loads of guests. I, I mean, there's no point even trying to list them all, but there was quite a few of them. John was there with uh, Jerry uh, Duggan. Jerry Duggan, yeah, um, my co- co-creator, co-creator on Dead Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, uh, Jerry's effectively done a world tour this past month, hasn't he? Really, he's, he's been on the road for a month, yeah, yeah, away from home, and he's done New York, and then he did a couple of shows in various cities in the States, and then has flown over to the UK and done co- uh, Forbidden Planet in London, and then over to the to Dublin, Big Bang in Dublin, and then up to Derry for Derry Fest. He, he really looked ready to go home. He was, he was knackered, <laughs> and no bloody wonder. Yeah, was I mean, that's, that's hardcore. Yeah, um, and who else was there? Uh, Rachel Stott, Doctor Who artist. Um, uh, who else? Oh, God, you had, you had, uh, yeah. uh, yes, Lisa, Lisa mm-hmm. Tula Lute. Yeah. Uh, you had Glenn Dillon, yes. Steve Dillon's brother, who's works on Rogue One, and yeah. very intense, and Han Solo mm-hmm. on the Solo movie. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a, and loads more. So it was a great sure. as a as a. I was saying I was saying to Andrew just before we started recording as a, as a show, uh, as a guest, it was brilliant crack. <laughs> I oh. mean, I d- I don't know what anyone else would have got out of it if they were coming in to walk around and, and do the stuff, but I had a brilliant time. Yeah, but do you ever? I mean, I always yeah. sit and choose and think, well, it's just a bunch of guys. Sort of, in, <laughs> and a couple of girls, and just sitting drawing and trying to flog your comics. I mean, how interesting is that? Yeah. But you know, from their perspective, they don't see people drawing all that yeah, often. That's true. And so they get to watch, and then they yeah. and peruse some artwork. Yeah, that they maybe get to they talk to see people they don't talk. see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they yeah. read the comics, and then they get to meet the creators, and it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, a new but venue this year as well. Oh yeah, they were in the the Guild Hall, which is the big sort of uh, hall thing, and it's a very beautiful. It's a beautiful. Venue. It had a massive moon oh, that was inside, so, cool. so it's inside. It is like it's like a churchy kind of thing. Mm. It's a sort of beautiful stained glass windows. There's a massive organ in the back wall, 
And in the center of the room, hovering above our heads, is a fucking huge moon, right? Which, irritatingly, every time you took a photo of it, looked like someone was holding a very tiny moon close to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Every single photo, yeah. <laughs> it looked like that. Because yeah. there was no way to take a photo of that without someone going, that must be a tiny moon. Yeah. Like, just held really close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was really massive. And it, it has all these... So what it is, is this giant sphere that's lit from the inside, and it's got it's got images, high-res images scanned from photos of the moon. And is that all permanently it. there? So Projected? What's yeah, it? Uh, I, th- I don't know if it's... Uh, it's not there for the show. I think it's... I th- somebody yeah, it would have been a weird thing to bring in for yeah, the show. Just, yeah. just a round. I, I know it seems moon. weird, guys, but I really want a large moon in yes. this hall for the show. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So we all drop our trousers. <laughs> 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 so, um, there you go. Not that moon. <laughs> yeah, not that moon. Um, so I, weirdly, I saw. I was walking really late, through three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, going back to the hotel, and some bloke did drop his trousers oh, when, well, when I was just walking it's past. Just and the cops were just right. They just got out of a car just a moment before, yeah. or right across the street from him. And his mates were going, "There's cops over there! There's cops over yeah. there!" And he was like, "Oh fuck!" And he started pulling them back up again. Um, Beautiful. But, yeah, they, so the, the, somebody told me there was a documentary about the making of that moon. They'd watched a documentary about the making of it. So right. it's, it must be a, you know... Maybe it's a, on a, a world tour or something yeah, like that. You something know, like that. Because um, they, they were the ones that told me that the images are high-res uh, scanned images of the moon. Mm-hmm. And it, they're, it's well, effectively they the a printout. A it's not a projection. They scanned the moon. They scanned like high-res photos of the moon oh, or something. I got you. I got you. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I think my, even my A3 scanner wouldn't quite <laughs> get the moon into it. You know, and it's a big, it's a big old scanner. You'd be there it's all week t- doing that. Tiny. It's, it's, like, yeah, yeah. it's only that size. Sure, it's like only a, just It's tiny. only that size. It's size of a shiny silver dollar. That's the, um, <laughs> Pluck it from the sky. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the moon was, the venue was amazing. And then Jerry Duggan weirdly walking around in the mayor's robes. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> apparently somebody said, so I saw Jerry wearing the, the mayor's robes. And I thought, have they given him an honorary doctorate or something? What's, what's sure. going on? Sure. Uh, but apparently he said the, so the, the only mayor, way they could saw, get him there. <laughs> <laughs> we're promising you there. <laughs> he said he saw the robes up and there was a sign up saying, you can try them on. Like sure. And so he tried them on. But then they went missing and the security guards were running around looking for them. And apparently uh, uh, Tula Lute, uh, uh, Lisa, was wearing them. On a panel, right. and like a security guard or someone had to go in and say, "I'm sorry, <laughs> can I have those robes?" <laughs> oh dear! So, oh dear! That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it was an extraordinarily fun show. It was really, Brilliant. and the, the thing is, it was the so Derry is doing this whole Halloween week where there's loads yeah. of stuff going on in, in Derry, um, and outside of the the Guild Hall is uh, they, they generally, if they're doing events, they'll usually have a little street market kind of thing there. Mm-hmm. So the music, live music and street markets and, and food and stuff. And I went out for lunch um, just to grab something from the from one of the things. It was empty outside. It was Baltic cold, totally empty. But inside was hiving with kids and families. So I think the cold had just made everyone go, Jesus, Jesus is freezing. And they ran in there for the heat. And, yeah. and okay. that filled the venue out. Sure did. So, I mean, I, I presume if it was really busy and anyway, it was beautiful weather, you'd have got that same amount of uh, people in. But mm. I think because of the cold outside, it just the smaller number of people, all of them just went into the, the venue. So it was good mm. fun. There lots of kids at it, which sure. was brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, well, I was extremely busy. Yeah, and every time I looked up from drawing, 
the the place was rammed and yeah. the, anybody who was going out was being replaced by somebody coming yeah. in and it was just with packed yeah. for the and entire it, time. as with 2D in the past it was free yeah. free entrance and stuff so it's, it yeah. really encourages kids to go in did they have the same sort of arrangement with the artists where they were sketching for free as well or was that uh, no, one had, no one had asked me or no one had said no actually no they hadn't and the reason I know they hadn't is because when I came in they had a sign up saying you know the artists charge for sketches right okay you know and if you want to sketch from an artist you know they're more than happy to do it but they will charge for sketches because people have got free sketches on the past and gone on on the ebay with them sure so that's you know which I is mean, nice of them to explain that in advance yeah yeah just yeah. so that people don't go well why aren't they yeah why, well why I've, i mean i've had people that ask me for sketches or people that knew me anyway or you know so they were kind of happy enough but i mean i think you or some other somebody else had said they've done some sketching for kids for free i wasn't doing that fuck kids uh <laughs> Such well, what are you charging compared to PJ? In uh, Nothing. Yeah. We don't charge. <laughs> oh, no, we're great guys. Yes, I made nothing at the show. <laughs> I'm just a great Minus guy. It was just a, ex- a pure, it was all expense. That's, it was so expensive for us to be there. Mm. Um, mm. In fact, I was paying kids to take my sketches away yeah. Yeah, as, a, as a PR. Can we put that down as marketing money? Yeah, sure, um, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, like any show, artists all charge different rates for whatever it is sure. they're doing. Sure, and, I mean, and for instance, right at the, just this weekend over in London at the mm-hmm. MCM, young Frank Miller was charging 75 quid for a signature. For so a signature, was it? Signature. And that's, right. at the, so that's at the higher end of signatures for famous people. Yeah. For, yeah. like, normal famous people. For normal. muggle yeah, famous like, people. Like <laughs> <laughs> Muggles. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Did he charge more if you put it onto a photocopy of some of his work to pass off as a sketch as well? Yeah, yeah, probably so. Probably um, so. Well, you could just sketch on it. No one would know these days. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's um, good enough. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, the artists charge different rates depending on what they're doing. I, I, as I walked around, I saw everything from £3, £30, and, and everything in between, and, and everything above and below. Uh, and people were, you know, like, f- people were doing fully commissioned sketches that, that I mean, I saw a really amazing piece that Stephen Mooney w- was kind of finishing mm. off for someone's sort of prearranged sketch, and that's, you know... You're not paying tw- twenty or thirty quid for a sketch like that. You know, that's it wasn't not a, sketch. a sketch. It was, it was uh, a cover. It was, know, a, it was a kind yeah. of cover art, basically. Cover quality. Um, so yeah, I mean, generally though, I think because when when I started doing shows, artists would have sketched for free. Oh sure. Um, a lot. Everyone would have done, and it was weird to charge money for them. Mm. You'd have got the odd American that would have charged for sketches, but not very many people. Um, and what I found was that. You you know, depend on the show you're at. You get people coming up and and just sort of looking over and walking away and not asking for a sketch, but they sort of want one. And then you get people coming up going, oh, the sketch is free, and you go, yeah, yeah. And they 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 come back and ask for six or seven because they're free sketches. So you, sure. And and it kind of, you know, you find people who are a wee bit cheekier will get a sketch, and people who are not don't. Yeah. And and charging for sketches tends to even that out. So it becomes if someone wants a sketch they don't mind paying for it and it becomes a transaction and therefore it's not i'm getting a sketch off you for free so i'm putting you out it's i'm paying you money and you're giving me a sketch so they those people that were scared to ask for a sketch are inclined to ask and those people that would have been inclined to go give us a free one there mate give us a free one i don't know what you do or who you are those people are scared off and then you're quite good at flogging your book at the same time i remember the last time i came across you at a convention you managed to flog us a copy of Monstrology Two. Uh huh. Well, I, you know, my dad. Are you also uh, very good at at saying you want a copy of this? This is, you know, this is the latest thing. Oh yeah, okay. 
yeah, sure, sure. You pick yeah. it up, you look at it, you think, oh, yeah, 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 okay. It's a, it's yeah. a, a weird, PJ, it's and then a he goes, thing. that's 20 quid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, Comics. It's, it's, uh, the Who thing knew? is, it's kind of, um, it. for most artists, those things are just an expense. To be at those shows, even if they're, you're... Venue is paid, your transport is paid, and all these things are paid. It's a weekend you can be working. You mm-hmm. know, you can be losing three hundred quid, like, depending on who you are and what you're doing. You can be losing anything between a hundred and fifty to three hundred to five hundred quid, depending on who you are and what work you're doing. Uh, so being at those things is an expense. Uh, and then some people are not good at them because you know they kind of sit there and inwardly not selling anything sure and then some people are amazingly good at them because they know how to sell these things and he, i mean i've i've you know, you have friends you've seen friends uh, the guys you know that that basically are brilliant at maximizing whatever effort they've done in the past to make it look like i'm a marvel artist i'm mr marvel come and get my marvel drawings and they've done like one drawing in the back of a cornflake packet or something you know they've not done sure. much and and then they have a whole range of prints and they have two tables and they pick up three grand at one of those shows because they're shit, you know, they're shilling like crazy. So you, I mean, I hope I'm not like that, but I hope I'm not also one of those people that just sits there inwardly looking into themselves. And yep. then, you know, you kind of want to be there for people to come up and chat to you that, that see your work, but you also kind of want to make sure you earn a little bit of pocket money so it's not just kind of expensive to be there you know i don't think anybody would accuse you of being introspective and shy well you know you that's true <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. absolutely find the right scope come on um, but, no, but my dad my dad was not is is an antique dealer did stalls like that all when i was a kid he would take me around these things and i hated them i grew up hating them uh, and so it took me a long long time to be happy to sit at a table because it just felt like this is the stuff my dad made me do when I was 14 or 15. It was really, you yeah. know, and I I just didn't like. So it was that. And then the thing is, I've also got my dad's genes for selling. So I'm I'm quite intuitively good at a lot of that stuff if I turn it on. But sometimes I just feel like a monster when I turn it on. I t- <laughs> <laughs> I t- <laughs> this is a true story. I, w- I did a MCM London. And, and it wasn't MCM. It was a film and comic on London. It was not very well organized at all and and surprise, uh, surprise. rm guerra was there so oh me wow. and rm guerra great artist amazing artist yep. should draw a huge crowd we were you know poked into a little corner around the corner from and around the corner from anything lots of people coming in not a soul near us at all so we were sitting there empty dead all day long and this uh, this dad and his kid came up and was poking through my portfolio and i had some dread pages in there and the kid's looking at it. And, I, of course, the first thing you go is, oh, does your dad like 2000 AD, you know? And, and, and uh, do you know why I draw Judge Dredd? And that. you have to explain who you are. That's why John introduced him with himself with the full name. Because, yeah. you know, the number of people you go, oh, I'm, I'm Paul. Eh? PJ yeah. Holden? Mean anything? Yeah, Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there, there is that, and that's that's not just to normal people. That's also other professionals because you knew they knew you, and you knew you knew them, but but you haven't really been introduced. But anyway, this kid's looking through my portfolio, and he's looking, he's particularly looking at one page with Dread on it. And I said, "Oh, that's from Judge Dread. You know, Judge Dread. He's like a policeman from the future." And is that going? Oh, yeah, he knows. I go, well, that, that was in, uh, that was published a while ago. And, he go, and his dad goes, yeah, he knows he, he, he's seen it. I says, all right. I says, do you like that? He says, and his dad goes, yeah, he does. He had to do an art project for school. And um, he, he used that page of artwork in the comic to copy to do his art project. Right. And I went, oh, wow, that's really cool. Do you know what? 
I'll sell you that page for a discount. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fucking monster when I want to be. That's the that's my dad. That's my dad in me going. He will buy this if you tell him it's discounted. And yeah, the, yeah. the dad. The dad said, "No, he failed the art project." Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. no, no, he, he didn't. He did all right. Yeah, traumatized by it. So I yeah, sold. Yeah. I I sold him it for for a discount. <laughs> You did. If you, you got did, a job, you made the sale. Yeah, I mean, I, I I hiked the price up internally before of I course, discounted, discounted it. it. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, so it averaged out about the same price I'd normally sell a dread page for. But, sure, uh, sure. Yeah, so, well, yeah. that's good marketing. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. That made that convention for me, just that kid liking that artwork and knowing he's got that page. But the sure. other thing, we talked about this before, I think we might have even talked about it at the show, but you had an experience, John, where somebody bought a page off you and a page off another artist beside you do you remember that's sweet. you just take Parkinson that's brilliant the way you do that what? you just draw the story out of them I'm going to draw this going. do you remember well I know I know what you're talking about yeah. that was at one of the early Dublin shows mm-hmm. and I was sitting uh, selling my artwork I think I had some Hulk smash artwork mm-hmm. for sale and I had it out at a reasonable price sort of sort of 80, 90, 100 quid a page, something like that. Yeah. No, These are all, by the way, uh, yeah. when you sell a page of artwork, it comes under capital gains. And as long as you're not making that as a regular income, as a regular part of your income, you can earn up to, I think it's 10 grand or something on capital gains without it being taxed. Anyway, continue, John. That's an interesting <laughs> point, Paul. I'll make a note of that. Um, I'm not going <coughs> to jingle for tax advice. <laughs> It does seem to be leaning this way, this show, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that this is the one with Duncan. Duncan Fogredo. Oh, was it? Sell, selling his pages for uh, like 10, 5 or 10 quid. Or? It was, yeah, because he had a whole bunch of um, pages from one of his Vertigo books mm. that had just people talking, yeah. nothing of particular interest. But at the same time, beautiful they pages. are unbelievably beautiful Duncan Fogredo yeah. pages. And to a large degree, I would really rather not sell my pages than have to sell them at a five or eight yeah, or something yeah. like that. So a guy comes up and buys a page of my artwork off me for a hundred quid and he gets his folder out and slides the artwork into the folder and shuts it. And then he goes to Duncan and buys a couple of pages of, of artwork off Duncan for five quid each and then rolls them up and pops them in his back pocket and walks off <laughs> because they have little value yeah, to him. The, the perception you know, is these the perception have got value these are and they the, don't have value and yeah. that's a thing. And so yeah, I learned a valuable yeah. lesson there where well, it was like, yeah, you told me this sell story. it for a reasonable price. Yeah, Checking so out Duncan going, might not last the next five years, might be worth mm. it. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. You told me a story, you see, and that's, that's kind of what propelled me to think generally, like if I gave that artwork to that kid, it would go up with some blue tack. Yes. If I sold him that artwork for a price that the parent thinks, that's an expense, but you know yeah. what? I think he'd really appreciate that. Yeah. That goes in there free. Frame. And, 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 and goes yeah. on a wall. And he can use that in his GCSEs in eight years' time. To Listen, show if how that kid's going to be a comic artist, that's what's <laughs> going to happen. No matter what I do, it's, uh, yep. there's, there's no way to stop someone if they want to be a comic artist. It's just uh, that's, that's who no, they no, are. No, 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 no. What he means is, means is that he just uses that page as like, here, here's how I drew it when I was a kid, and now I, here my, here's my O-level version of it, <laughs> yeah. and it's your page. Oh, right, okay. You know, yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. using in his portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's, yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's Who's thing. this PJ Holden? That's my nom de plume. Yeah, 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 I'm going to use that. Absolutely. I think he's probably find better pages, though, for totally honest, better artists. Um, so, yeah, the show was amazing. It was good fun. And then we all went out for drinkies and dinner and stuff, and, and yeah. that was kind of cool Yeah, as we well. didn't overdo that. No, no. Not um, at all. And what else? Something's buzzing under my ass. <laughs> 
It's my phone. It's your phone. Uh, it's my phone. Thankfully, uh, it's very, very, very professional of me. So you so haven't got around to putting a, a Marvel banner on your on your uh, standing banner yet? Then? Oh well, no, it's not really been a. Well, I says, here's the thing: when do you announce a thing like that? Do you announce it? Do you kind of say, <laughs> "Here's a thing"? Um, well, that's I thought, are you allowed to talk about that? Well, no yet? one's told me I'm not. Uh, the thing is, I'm. I, it's so very <laughs> vaguely unimportant. That it doesn't really matter. It's like uh, it's like, oh my god, you've told everyone that early. Who Book cancelled? Who cancelled? <laughs> well, along okay. with all those other people. So here's yeah, here's here's the news, right? Um, as you've known you've known me, Ron, a long time, mm-hmm. and the entirety of the time you've known me, I've been a professional comic artist. I yes. Think. Uh, so that's 18 years of professional comic artists. And there are goals you have as a comic artist. And my early goal was to be a dread artist, just to draw Judge Dread, and that was it. And I attained that really quickly. That was the first you thing I did. Soon. I peaked too soon. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was Not kind if of you've after seen those that, early pages. After that, you wand, wander Fair. around, <laughs> wander around, kind of desolate, thinking, what, is, what are my goals now? And and it a sort of half goal is to work for Marvel or DC. It's a, it's a thing all artists eventually, you know, the the pro- career progression is usually oh you do two thousand AD, you do some other bits, some American stuff, and then you eventually work for Marvel or DC. That that's always been the idea for most sure. artists. That's the kind of the sure. the, the concept of a career. Um, of course, it's not really like that, but that's that's. At the early stage of your your career, that's what a career looks like. That's what at, you perceive. At the later stage, it? it gets more complex. Just than for that, context, that, John, how long did it take you to make this progression to one of the big two? But you did exactly that. You went from 2000 AD, other mm. things, and then Marvel, DC. Yeah, yeah. I worked at Fleetway for probably four to five years, and then was uh, part of the third wave, I think, yeah. possibly that was scooped up by DC and brought over. Uh, you know, and and started doing the demon, yeah. For 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 DC, there is. I mean, so I don't it know. Probably took me about five, five years, years. something jo, like yeah. that. For for jo, I mean, I don't know. Was the third wave the last wave? Because it feels like, uh, yeah, it, it I don't know. Kind of stopped after that. I it, know that what never, you mean. It never, I know what you mean. Well, of there course, was never necessarily a fourth of it. it certainly mm. doesn't happen. Is there a like new wave now. coming, PJ? That's no, 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 no. It's not, not, not. It's a splash. It is sort of a drip. It's more of a drip. Yeah. The um. So. That that's the career progression, and it's become a kind of millstone around me that it's I've never done big two work. It's been, it become a thing where I, I kind of bemoan the lack of it, but at the same time, it's never been a th- an ambition I've harbored. So it's not like I'm, it's, you know, I I get up in the morning and, th- and don't go. I need to work for Marvel or DC. But if someone's talking to me about my career, I always think. I don't know why I've never done any Marvel or DC work, and it's mm. the reality is because I've never sought it particularly hard. I've never sure. never chased that that particular rabbit. Um, I don't know if rabbit makes sense, but anyway. Um, so so I went to New York, and I thought, well, okay, this will be the start of me trying to f- chase down an American career, trying to chase down a New York, uh, uh, trying to chase down the big two. And of course, I spent the entirety of my time hanging out with Garth. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm not chasing Marvel or DC at all because sure. he generally doesn't. You know, no, so right. the other he end of the comic to. convention, he doesn't have to. Uh, and so I kind of I came away from New York thinking, well, I well I don't know did I screw that up? I don't know. I mean, I had a great time, but I really went. I mean, I sold the idea of going to New York to my wife as a kind of I'm going here. I'm in the middle of doing the tank book with Garth, so that's fine. That's safe. I know what I'm doing. Uh, or uh, and. Uh, I, I've got uh, some American editors are going to. You know, I'm going to chat to some American editors. I have contacts. I've I've ho- cold emailed people. They get contact and they got you know they got in touch, which was amazing. Um, 
And then you go to New York and you screw it all up. You don't see all the editors. But some of the, like um, Stuart Moore, I emailed Stuart Moore beforehand oh, wow. to say, I'm going to be at New York. And didn't get an email back from him. But he came over to my table and said, PJ, it's nice to meet you. I got your email. I haven't looked at it yet. Lovely to meet you. You know, so, yeah, yeah. and, and I, you know, I'm cool. aware has seen, seen my artwork. So I'm back from New York. I'm back about two or three weeks. And I get an email um, from the... Uh, from the editor or the assistant editor on the X-Men saying, would you like to do an X-Men comic? Uh, it's one page. <laughs> it's yes. one page. Unfortunately. It's one page. <laughs> this is how all the greats started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I don't one know page. if that's true. One page. Yeah. And, uh, and Usually they had 21 or 22 pages immediately following. Straight following that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one page. Yeah. But, you know, let's yeah. not split yeah, hairs not, here. That's, yeah, let's not. Yeah. I mean, I Come might do on. 22 pages Come on, in the next 22 here. years. Come so <laughs> I, I, the, the thing is, I haven't come back from New York. I kind of felt like I was really a bit blocked and I couldn't get work out. It was like really a struggle, and I was trying to get the engine started again, and I couldn't get it started. And it was because I left uh, uh, for New York and doing four pages a day in pencils. I came back, I was like, "Oh shit, I don't even know how to draw anymore. I don't know how to do this stuff. This is really hard." But it was the scene I was illustrating was four people in a pub, pub talking, and it's, it's unless you start. Could that, that be a Garth script? Yeah. Well, you you go or wait, the dullest X Men script ever. Well, no, well, it's one page of four people in a pub talking. Look, Garth stuff is great. It's just that when you're drawing four people in a bar, it's hard to pick that up when you're in the middle of it and you take a week out. It's just hard to pick yes. that back up again. Yes, it is. Uh, and then you start doubting your abilities, and then you're kind of you're circling the drain as you go. I just don't know how to draw. That's what's wrong. But it's just harder to get those things going. And I kind of finally got a little bit out of it. And I got this email asking me about the X-Men. And I was like going, yeah. And I'd half finished it by the time I replied. Because I was so, it's like, this is really fun and silly and great. And, you know, it's like one page. And it's the X-Men and it's Marvel. And I didn't realize how much I wanted to work for them until they asked me. And now I really do. Um <laughs> Because in my, I'd sort of justified it. Yeah, you know, I haven't worked for Marvel or DC, but it's all right, you know, because this is a career I'm doing okay, and I, sure. you know, it doesn't really matter if I never work for Marvel or DC. Who cares about Marvel? And fuck yeah. them, fuck them, and yeah, then, yeah. and then you get it. It's like, yeah, it's great. I'm a Marvel artist. Mm. <laughs> We're I've drawn so, for the X Men. So now that you've scratched the one page itch of working for Marvel. Are you going to it pursue feels, more I, work with them? It feels like a weight has been lifted. That's the thing for me. Mm. It feels like suddenly I don't have that millstone of that conversation of, well, I should really, I feel like I should, why do, do they not like me or something? What is it about me that mm. they're not? That's because I've not been sending them stuff. So well, I you think, can measure your worth now. You're one page worth. I'm a one page guy. Well, the, the thing is, apparently, the system at Marvel is such that. Um, they have whatever way their system, their setup works. It's hard for a new artist for a couple of reasons. You've got to be good enough. You've got to be available. But also editors have all these forms to fill in to say this is a new person on the system. We're, you know, we're oh, going wow. to pay them. We're going to do this. And that's a actual hard work to do. That's not easy. And so you find a lot of editors will go, because the amount of work an editor has to do is unbelievable. But you'll find a lot of editors, you know, when someone says to them, what about this guy? Can we use them? And they'll go, they're not in our system. I'll just give you this other guy. I, I, I mean, it's, sure. it's as almost like... Um, Rob Williams and I talk about this a lot about how mm. uh, I, we in our head the imagination is that you know editors at Marvel and DC are like the Greek gods of Olympus mm. toying with human beings and going sure. shall I give this person a career or will I just crush them and crumble them into yeah, yeah. dust let's let's toy with them for a while <laughs> <laughs> and, and Here, give them a page <laughs> yeah, give them a page maybe I'll make love to them. <laughs> 
Yes, I, in I the guise of a goat. <laughs> Could yes, Rob, and that's what I'll tell the police when they arrive. Yeah, exactly. Could Rob just not I'm pass himself Balamina. off as an artist and then send you the work off? And, and fuck the goats for me? Yeah, he could. Um, but so, so anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to... I mean, this is literally this week. This is literally this week. This was Monday. Uh, they said, can you do it within, you know, the next week or two? And I went, yeah, that's fine. Not knowing that I'd already half finished it. And then they went, oh, we really I probably need it for Friday. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, oh, yeah, I finished it here. And my wife goes, don't send. Let's sit on it for a day. They're not expecting it. For, <laughs> exactly. Sit on it for a day and, and, you know, and send it when you've had a moment to look at it, a moment of reflection. And I went. Already sent it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Metaphor for your sex life. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, oh, that's harsh. Yeah, it is harsh. But probably true. Yeah. And one page there as well. Um, <laughs> one page. Just the the one. history of yeah. my So, um, anyway, Jesus that's the... Christ. That's the exciting news I have this week. Yeah. And then fabulous. fucking Scott tries to one-up me by saying well, yeah. him I mean, and Hannah are pregnant again. That's selfish... Yeah, I mean, that, that, <laughs> that, that's why Scott's not here because uh, Hannah is suffering with morning sickness again. She's morning, suffering. morning, noon, night sickness. Yeah. Oh, no. oh boy, that's great. Yeah. So if if Scott's if, if the shows from here on in are Scott light, that's what that's what's going on. Um, Just as he undertakes a course of physical exercise. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. If we were well, all smart enough us. to knock well, up I, our wives, I, I did have a well, bit of a. Of he a has. Do you think that's a reasonable enough excuse? You're going to like forgive him? Absolutely reasonable. Okay. Well, I did have a bit of a brain fart whenever like Scott sent me the picture of the ultrasound, and I thought to myself, "How is Scott going to work out now?" And I was like, "Oh wait, he's not having the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not him." <laughs> so, I thought. I thought because he wow. he he sent us that picture. You paid attention and school, behind it. Behind the picture, so it was yeah, a, a little, little yeah. bit, yeah, it was a McDonald's, and the picture looked, looked like, like a, a burger. I'll show you the he, For a second, I was like, why is he sending us an x ray of that burger? Yeah. An x ray of the burger. It was very, yeah, and of course, you suggested that, which stuck it in my head, and then I couldn't shake it. And it was like, oh, that's a picture of a burger. What's, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, so that's. That's Scott's news. I'm going to say, I was going to find a photo for John, but I can't find it. Yeah, I mean, it's really going to be a, it's it's going to work well on a podcast. That's going to be great. Um, It's nice that you kept the news about Scott's forthcoming child for him to break to the nation. He won't be on the show again. It was important to him. He won't be on the show again until that child is three. So, (laughs) like the last one. Um, Oh, was that right? Yeah, no, no. Well, pretty much. Yeah, he, uh, pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, what happens is, when you start eating huel all the time? Have, well, God, yeah. Well, you become more virile because I'm not going near that shit then. I've, I'm pretty virile enough. Thank you very much, Andrew. Um, so, right. There it is. To, shall we, there it is. Shall we, <laughs> Notice so, I hadn't actually mentioned his virility at all. But yeah. Well, need to bring it up. That, that's a box to take in a few weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you measure that one, though. Oh, I have a good solid idea, oh, but do I don't you? think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Please, Paul. So, Andrew is here because last week, and we have to uh, yet to upload this show, but we'll try yeah, and do you, it for you don't, a, you don't need to reference that. Yeah, I know. Well, well, yeah, you'll have heard the show where Andrew came down and, and took all of our bodily measurements. Not mine. Not yours, because you're, you're already fit and healthy, for God's sake. You work out and do exercise and eat good. John is a tall, lean drink of water. Yeah, he is. A tall, lean drinking machine, I thought you were going for, <laughs> yeah, which, well, is, also know, which is also an accurate Which is also true, but, you know, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I think off-air last week, PJ was, John's really fit, you know. 
John's really incredibly fit. like GD from yeah, the good actually, place. He actually was. Like a bit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a bit yeah. of awe in his voice. Yeah. Which was quite there you go. Well, How does he manage to draw and be fit? That's the thing. That's what is the the awe is there, but not because I am so fabulously fit, just because I have some sort of reasonable level of fitness uh, <laughs> and, and enough self respect to, to go and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I don't. I never did. Sure. That. But I remember, like even before I had a professional career, you kind of said, "Oh, you've definitely got to do a." little bit of working out anything at all and i didn't listen to you no but you no. would say that you would sing that all the time that yeah would be your no no and i still do when i teach classes yeah. you know when I, t- I tell my students that it's a sedentary lifestyle and uh, if you want to have any sort of longevity you've got to look after yourself here's because, a picture you know, of my friend paul Yes, yes, exactly. Here's Here's picture. I'm not even, There's not even, yeah, well, you know. I'm not even in the worst shape for a comic artist that you can no, be. Oh, God, you know, you know, far from it, Paul. You know, far yeah. from it. Absolutely but yeah, not. I mean, it, it's just one of those things when, when you want to be a comic artist, you think, I just need to draw. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet professional comic artists, the topics are your tax, you know, uh, yeah. make sure to g- at least get up and walk around every once in a while. Sure. and. You know, make, look, don't smell bad when you go to a comic convention. These are things that are important. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, learn how to hold your drink. <laughs> learn yeah. to, either learn how to hold your drink or learn how to say, I'll just have a Diet Coke, thanks. Yeah. Like, like that, with some conviction, and you'll be all right. <laughs> well, Andrew's come back a week Yeah, later. Andrew's come back. So what, what do you need from us this week, Andrew? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, no. Jesus. Well, <laughs> not terribly exciting for the listener, but we're going to discuss exactly when they were going to meet up this week uh, and your routines. I've done a bit of number crunching. Uh, again, numbers aren't probably that interesting he to show mo- you he guys. He wants money, PJ. He okay. wants money. <laughs> <laughs> I told you as soon as he money. saw me, you'd be like, no, that's three. Yeah. <laughs> so then, right, the, these are, right, so you took measurements of like our biceps flexed ah. and unflexed and our gut and, uh, you know, our, our nipple line. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I, yeah. I, you might have some. I don't. <laughs> um, so... The main main data we took last week was your weight and your height, and from that we work out uh, your basal metabolic rate. Yeah, did uh, you look up done. what that means yet? Because I'm still no, confused. I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> the basal bit is the bit that confuses me. I just it's, figured it's the base. I, I I'm worried he's misread the word basic. <laughs> no, either, either that or it comes from the town of Basel. Okay, uh, okay, we don't but, know. And then your Harris Benedict, which are... Your what? Your, yeah, exactly. Spilling your eggs, Benedict. <laughs> but your, Har- your Harris Benedict is when you multiply the basal metabolic rate by how active you are by a multiplier. Division by af- zero? Well, I'm, that- a- I'm afraid to say you guys were on the lowest multiplier, but by the time <laughs> we finish these seven weeks, we'll have you up. The only way is up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, let's say yeah. Or the only way is into a grave, down... <laughs> But anyway, the, the the figures that I computed for you, which are both slightly different, based on your height and your weight and your age, are the three key factors, show you what calories you should be taking to maintain your weight as is. Okay. okay. And if you're above that significantly, you're going to be putting on weight. And what we'll try and do That's is we'll try and reduce you basic. by about 10% is a, is a reasonable figure to start helping you to lose a bit of the weight alongside the exercise. So reduce your calorie intake by 10%? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then... And, okay. With uh, right. Scott's not here, but with with Scott actually, he's at a very healthy rate, healthy level. Fuck him. Um, he's he's got the hardest task, which is what's called. Look the look on Ron's face. If, if Scott were here now, just be giving him fire and dirty looks at him. <laughs> it's like so. With Scott, with we're going to try and keep his calorie intake the 
fairly much the same. Now he's actually aided because he's taking Huel for two thirds of his meals. Yeah, which uh, I'm not a big fan of, but he wants to do it. So I mean, he's doing Explain that. Explain what you've just said. Huel is a well. Go ahead. You remember Weight Watchers? Oh sure, Slim now, Fast. That was it just dreadful people. Yeah, that that was uh, calorie control. This isn't calorie control. This is the same sort of thing. But the idea is science has advanced so far that you get all your necessary nutrients from mm-hmm. it. Right. So Made of people. It's not simply replacing a meal <laughs> by reducing <laughs> calories, but it's okay. regu- replacing all your meals quite right. crazily with soy and green. Gotcha. Know, and he takes I, I had I didn't advise him to do it but he, he was wanted already to on do it this. And yeah. he oh, no, he was, he was doing that beforehand he was, yeah. he was yeah. trying to it's, it's a, it's For a him, powder it, that you mix with water and you shake it up and put some ice into it and basically it's got all of the allegedly all of all the nutritional requirements for that, that someone needs for a meal and we're certainly not going and to take on their lawyers and it's a kind of a like a crappy milkshake yeah yeah you, you can put flavors into it or whatever and sure but um, Scott seems to enjoy having not having to think Scott, about breakfast yeah, Scott's favourite thing is that he doesn't have to eat anything. He just, <laughs> like, just and I'm thinking that's the thing that I like about eating. Yeah. I don't like the, the like the nutrients. It's the, it's the taste of it is what I favour. Yeah. You're like, no, you're like mm, protein. <laughs> he quite yeah. disturbingly said he had to set a timer to remind him to eat. Yeah, that's... Whereas that's, I'm like, oh, God, when can I eat? Yeah. Sure, sure. Half an hour, please. Yeah. Come on. I have to set a timer to tell me to stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you'll find. Ding, 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 ding. Well, I mean, 20 I, I, minutes is... Any, everyone should be finished now. I, I don't know what comics uh, work is like, but I mean, I know what Scott's job is like, and you, you do kind of lose yourself in... In, in the work, and then all of a sudden you, sit, you find yourself you've sitting at the same desk for five, six hours straight, you know? Oh, it's, I've, I've had that many times. Yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah, never yeah. not uh, eaten at 12 o'clock on the button. Oh, was like, that right? Uh, like a weirdo regular, my wife. It's a point of contention with me and my wife that she knows. I go, is it, do you want to get something to eat? She goes, is it five to 12 now? It's an internal body clock thing. Right, I just right. know exactly... It's always 12 o'clock when I'm hungry at lunchtime. You're a product of farming time. stock, isn't that? Yeah, is that what it is? I, do you know what? It, it's a hangover from school, believe it or not. When I was 14 and started working, my school lunchtime was 12.15. And when I started working at the age 14, they said, oh, do you want to have lunch at 12 or do you want to have lunch at 1? I went, lunch at 12. And I, even now, lunch at 12. I have to have lunch at 12. So that's just, uh, just how I am. Hmm. It's an exciting story there. No, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm the opposite. I mean, I, I can go all day and forget to eat. You know, until well, I'm when I was when I was working in computers and doing stuff, if it was a particularly tricky thing, I would just keep going until I figured it out or whatever, and then I would eat afterwards. Mm. So there would be a lot of skipping lunches just to just because my brain was occupied. I think you yeah. know all of it. My problem is I'd forget to eat breakfast and lunch, and then mid afternoon I would crash and snack really heavily yeah, because yeah. I, I was sort of trying to stuff calories into me as fast as possible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not keen on calorie reduction. If I mean, can we replace it with stuff that has less calories but still the same amount of food? Absolutely, same volume of food but with less. Yeah, that calories. sounds that yeah. sounds good. If yeah. we can do that, that sounds good. Like, and like the same tastiness. Uh, you may have to. Problem. But uh, here's the thing, right? Like, when this because we Annette and I once did uh, we did the Slim World Diet and and before that we did the Uni Slim Diet. Uni Slim Diet was better because. Everything had unit numbers and stuff, and you could play it like a video game where you just, if you were really hungry, as I would often be, I'd go, I'm really hungry. What is the least amount of units I can eat, you know, with the most amount of food? Mm. And I would kind of figure out, oh, if I have two eggs, or if I have four egg whites and two, you know, for three egg whites and two egg yolks, 
That's a so big... So you didn't mean like Pac-Man where you just put it in the ground and ran no, towards ran it? No, I ran to it. No, no, no. Not, not like that at all. Um, <laughs> then I, w- I would just... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of figure out like, you know, how to eat, maximize the eating thing. Can I interest you in, in the uh, cotton wool and ice chips diet? <laughs> What's that? That's pretty much what supermodels eat. <laughs> cotton wool and ice chips, Jesus. Just shove it in there and fill yourself up in cotton wool. That's a, that's a good point. I For real? I swallow a stapler and stomach staple myself. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, swallow a stapler, him. punch myself in the, in the stomach, stomach, and it should close over. That's I mean, I think if very we knock, DIY. <laughs> impressive. If we knock 10% of your calories yeah, in, take off, shouldn't be too reasonable. Much. I mean, you must know that you're taking on too many calories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Problem, so yeah. It's not not going to ask you to make radical Although changes. Although I will, I will say this. My, like my weight uh, goes between 14 and 14 too. That's mm-hmm. the kind of the steady ship that I'm on. So I'm obviously not eating. I'm mostly burning roughly the right amount to make sure it's maintained. Yeah. Roughly that kind of level. I like the, uh, yeah, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm pretending to nod in agreement, but I so do not agree with that. <laughs> well, yeah. what, what weight should Paul be for his height and age well, uh, manliness. And, and manliness? <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and girth. Well, and that's okay, you can what, say whatever number, whatever. Well, that's contra- it's a controversial question, because what weight Paul should be depends on his activity levels, what he's doing with his body, how much muscle mass he needs to carry, what age I'm he assume, is. I'm a professional sumo wrestler. And well, you're you're on course. <laughs> In fact, why haven't you won any belts at this point? I asked for that. You really so did. None of his belts fit him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there isn't. I mean, because the idea there's an. But well, you said weight. as the goal, you wanted to lose. Yeah, I would like to be twelve. I'm fourteen to. I would like to be twelve because twelve seems to be a good. You when I was in my twenties and you know was lugging big computers around, I was about eleven and a half or something. But I, you know, that seems like too skinny to me now. You know, like in, for, and in my as I come up to my fifties, I think that's reasonable to want to be twelve. That seems a reasonable well, weight for I me. I too would like to be twelve. Still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fifty-two, and I'm that's a lot of weight. And I'm eleven and a half stone, so oh, you, you should be yeah, a bit but lighter. You've always been a big drink of water, though. Yeah, but you should be a bit lighter than twelve. You're right. I, I'm nearly uh, two, John right. McRae's. <laughs> two John McRae's. He's twice the man you are, John, and <laughs> I mean that most literally. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> and how many pages of comics have you done for Marvel? I've 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 read many of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, well, that burns calories. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm told. What what we want to do with you, PJ, is we want to ke- take your weight down a bit, but at a certain point, it's going to level off, and then at that point, we want to transition to putting a little muscle onto you. Yeah. So, I mean. I have very little fluctuation in my weight over the last 20 years, but depending on how much exercise I do, it depends whether it's body fat or whether it's muscle. Okay. And we'd like well, to I get you to stage where your body's pure muscle. Like Is that. that what you're saying? Like a 14 stone of pure muscle, that's me. Well, maybe 12. <laughs> no, like 12 stone of pure muscle. Well. Yeah. And and so... Is uh, Right, and so it's it's just 10% off the thing and then exercising. How, yeah. Are we doing different exercises? Because I know you said that Scott was what hyperglycemic. What was the word you used? Hi- Hypertrophy. Hypertrophy. Scott, Scott will be in quite a different exercise regime to the two of you. Basically, you've got to build some muscle on Scott. That's, sure, that's he's a skinny streak. Yeah. yeah. And what we'll do with the two of you is we'll start off quite similar, but we're going to see what sort of exercises both of you respond to individually better, and we'll focus you towards that because we want you to enjoy what you're doing and stick at it. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced there's any level of exercise that'll do that. But I mean, I'm willing to give it a go. I think there's a raging Hulk inside Ron. I think yeah. he's he's ready to break the gym. <laughs> there's two sorry, raging Hulk inside Ron. Andrew, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay then, and so uh, like the first, so there's going to be about seven weeks of this exercise. Well, six weeks now because it's been a week. No, 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 yeah. seven, seven of weeks. exercise. Yeah, we were week zero. Okay. When you, okay. When you have done, what we haven't talked about yet is that you guys have been compiling a food diary for the last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you want to share with us some of the terrors that that contained? Well, first of all, happy? I was astonished by how much food I ate. <laughs> I, I was. It was a point where I was going, "Yep, yep, that seems re- right at time. That seems reasonable." And then I reached the point where I'm still writing it down. <laughs> still, still, there's not enough room in the. I need more pages. What's what's going on? And then I was kind of going three three apples seems like a lot of apples in a day. I don't know if that's a normal amount of apples that for someone. Great. Three, 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 three apples, three is great. apples. Who's going to have a problem with apple? I mean, I've I've three, three takeaways in a week. Well, you see, that's the other thing. It's like it's not. This is the thing that's really disturbed me. Of suddenly being conscious of how many takeaways I've paid for. And I'm going, oh, this explains why I'm broke all the time. Sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And my wife's going, how did we spend all that money? I'm going, I think the three takeaways a week we've been having yeah. for four of us might, ex- like the lunchtime one and then the evening one and then the next day and the next day. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I mean, I, I kind of, I would be very good. I, like, it's amazing how dull I am in the mornings. It's the same breakfast every day until I run out of it and then I find whatever else there is. And it's the same breakfast every day. I think most people are like that. Yeah, yeah. is that that's not ah, a problem? Absolutely the same. Yeah, uh, and I would eat the same lunch, and um, it's it's you can really tell past lunch time because what what I wanted to do was do it by time. You know, this is the time. This is and you can see where I'm fully in control of my diet and what I eat. And and uh, I say my diet meaning what I eat, not not I'm on a diet. Uh, and then the point where I go, fuck it, I'm off. Woo! <laughs> Yeah. Crazy la la land, um, but I've been mostly good. But that's you know that uh, this you is have been this is supposed to be. I've been to a well, comic convention this week. Just really throwing throwing things for a loop because suddenly I'm eating nice food and and having dinners and things that are people are foisting of, alcohol on yeah. you, giving you tokens. No, well I don't really. That's the thing. I don't really drink that much. So like I've, I think I had the entire time I had one beer, um, but a lot of fucking diet coke. But nowhere near the amount of diet coke you eat. I have two today. Have you? <laughs> you yeah. have two? Just two. That's really low for That's you. That's restraint for you. Wow. Have you felt, because I, I, I think what you wanted from us was mm. a truthful reflection of what we normally do. Yeah. Rather than us going, well, this is a bit ropey. I should maybe cut back a bit because uh, that, that's yeah. the no, no, danger. That's I, I think that's so, that's the danger yeah. is is yeah. for it to be non-representative of a normal, of what we normally do. Yeah. But how how have you been? Yeah, I, I just I just relaxed and and I, I didn't go hog wild the way I have been for the last few weeks because I've been trying to curb that. Anyway, so I, I haven't been snacking lots, uh-huh. but today I had a major lapse like before you came round. I think it was <laughs> panic. I was going? What? Andrew's going to like tell me to stop doing this? So I better just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have like three bags of crisps. And some well, I've, I've got the rest. I've got the, the <laughs> remainder of yesterday of today's Indian that John and I had earlier in the car, knowing that my my diary is one week. And that means tomorrow's the last day of it. So strictly speaking, so if that's the last time He's I'm bargaining eat that. already, <laughs> he's making rules. Like, you know, but that's what I would do. That I would. That was a normal thing. If if I have too much Indian one night, I'll save the rest for the next day. That's okay. a normal. Start off with a healthy Indian breakfast. Yeah, I'm not well, that's sure what you're I've doing. Ever, ever had an Indian and not completely cleaned the plate. Well, really? it was quite yeah. a lot of Indian. I don't know if you had to manage that today. Yeah, Indie yeah. sponsored by Indie Spice. <laughs> 
Insert jingle here. Yeah. No, um, but for instance, you had three takeaways. Now, you will not have you on three takeaways at the end of this process, hopefully, because yeah. it comes from you. The thing but is, but I'm not going to make you stop three takeaways. Yeah. You're going to have maybe next the, week. I'm going to say, don't go beyond two. The the thing is, let's see how this that is, goes. The, the, this is wider ramifications than me because if I have a takeaway, my family are having a takeaway. It's not like you know. So mm. if I'm not having takeaways, they're not having yeah. takeaways. If you're not happy. Everyone's they're not happy. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> but yeah, but. Uh, I have, like, when I was particularly good on a diet before, it was, I was very measured. And even if I was having to take it away, it would be, you know, I'll have half of a portion of what I would have yeah. had previously. And I would have, you know, like, even when we were out there uh, at the Indian today, I I normally have boiled rice. It's not, you know, so it's it's the sauce and the chicken and, and whatever is, is the contributing factor and all the other crap that we eat uh, there. Sure. And then the gelato that we were going to have afterwards, <laughs> but we didn't. Well, we didn't. Well, we're going to go and have it now. We're going back now, yeah, because we had to do a podcast. We're meeting tomorrow to, okay. to, head, to, the, to head to the gym okay. for our session. So at Is that point, you'll give me the... gym up here where we are now, yeah? Yeah, I think we'll. Okay. We'll take a look at your food diary one-to-one then. We can talk about it on the podcast at some point if you yeah, want. No, no, but no, at a certain point, I have to go through rather dull, dry stuff yeah, yeah. to say. This is the, but but dull, dry stuff has never stopped me on this podcast from <laughs> at, at any point. Uh, back to John. So how is de- <laughs> how is Dead Rabbit going? Such a beautiful segue. That was that was amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's going very well. Thanks. Uh, uh, Jerry and I were doing a bit of a tour around to promote the first issue, having come out at New York Comic Con. Uh, so we were over there at New York Comic Con. Paul was there, of course, as mm. well. Um, and we had a lot of great feedback. A lot of people very enthusiastic about it. The reviews have been great. Um, and general, the the sales figures are good. Image are very happy with it, so it's looking very very nice. Um, yeah, we uh, our our figures are good. The sales are good. You know, we can't. I cannot complain. You're you're currently drawn with the fifth issue or something. Fifth yeah? issue, yeah, and, yeah. And the and idea is they get four books collected into the first trade. Will be sure. The first trade's four issues. Yeah, so yeah. The first trade will be. I, th- I did a my previous image book was uh, mythic. And we thought that the way to go was to give people value for money. And, you know, so we had, we ran nine issues and then did a trade. Okay. And so it was a big yeah. monster book of a trade for 10 bucks. Yeah. But, of course, the two, the two major problems with that are that the longer you wait before you trade, the more people you lose as you go along. So by the time the trade comes out, you've lost a whole lot of readers and so they've forgotten about the book and they don't get the trade. Whereas if you get that trade out as soon as possible, you've still got your maximum amount of readers and so your trade sale is much better. And really, a four-issue trade for $10 is going to sell exactly the same amount as if it had been, or more, in fact, than if it had been like a a thicker book. It's still going to, and so you're going to maximize your profit. It's still good value for money, too. It's still still a good value for money. I mean, there will be little extras and things thrown in the back of it, but ostensibly it'll be a a four-issue trade. Um, A one-page PJ Holden. Sure, story at the back of it instead of the the monster amount of stuff we gave him. (laughs) Dead guinea pig. What's that? Dead guinea pig. That's it. That's um, it. So, so is is, is the reader does the readership one? Um, does it get a kick then after every trade that comes out? Then on the on the on the that, single issues, then it will just sure. Kind of, right, that's okay. that seems to be the way it works. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, I mean it's a nice it's nice to have hopefully figured it out. 
uh, and the, you know that everybody is happy with it. It's it's looking good. The sales are well, so I you know I'm happy as happy as get out. Um, and I just need to get on with it because I have been spending way too long per per issue on the on the art just because I want it to be a, a really good quality product. But at the same time, it's an ongoing book. And so we really do need, I do need to crack on so that I can keep ahead of the game because mm. it's that regularity. You know, you can't screw that up. Yeah. If you, you, soon you, as you start you, missing yeah. deadlines, you lose readers like mad. And it's no wonder. This yeah. is a, there is so much competition. Yeah, there's so much value for their attention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you, if you screw up and there's somebody comes in and your book's meant to be there and it's not, they'll buy something else. And then, they're off on that book instead, so you've got to be very careful of all that. What sort of a uh, rate are you working at then, in terms of how how quick you're getting a page out? <laughs> I, uh, probably a page every. <coughs> I'm not at liberty to say okay. that because it's so <laughs> embarrassing. It's just incredibly embarrassing. I used to, in my prime, many moons ago, I would produce two and a half pages of pencils a day. Uh, now I, I I am lucky to get. Two and a half pages done in a week. Okay, you know I've really slowed down. There's a lot of outside factors. I've got kids now. You know, life is more complicated, but I'm there's a putting precision. a lot more work into each page. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a real precision to the work that you're doing on on Dead Rabbit, and it's beautiful. I mean, pr- saying there's precision there is is not a judgment on quality at all. It's just oh, a no, stylistic no. choice. But it is it's it is beautiful work. And, and thank you. And whereas and there's I don't want to um, the word slapdash springs to mind on the earlier stuff, but it's n- but it, it 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 has a oh, isn't that two words? Yeah, well, it has a chaotic <laughs> it has a chaotic chaotic energy to it a lot of sure, the earlier sure. stuff well, that's which more kind of burn yeah. I mean like if you were drawing a car and that and that stuff at that period you'd have gone car boom yeah 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 whoosh yeah. and now it's like no nope, yeah, yeah. car's got to look right it's got to be in the right you know it's got to sure, be you sure know. sure so yeah. there's reference heavy stuff and, and yeah. although it never looks like that never never suffers from from that just well, it's just yeah. the time to take to to make yeah. that right and make yeah. it look nice yeah it's um, it's a yeah there's it's it's one of those things that when I first broke in and working at DC and things, you know, when you're young and vital and full of calm and shit, the uh, <laughs> young dumb, full, full of dumb, calm, yeah. and that uh, you're the new shiny thing. Yeah. So the editors are cool with you being that crazy new kid yeah. on the block, and then you get a bit older and you become a little less shiny. And the new young shiny person's yeah. coming up, and the editors are all getting excited by that. So you have to kind of up your game to yeah. kind of keep up with those. I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the sequence where Batman takes down the mutant, and he describes how he would have, you know, how the mutant's so much stronger and better than him. But but he realizes, you know what? I'm a much better fight. I just have to hit him the right way, and that's it. Whereas sure. in my youth. I'd have been all over this guy. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what happens. Sure. You become a grizzled warrior, and you know Big. you know how to do it in a smarter, more sensible way. It takes a little more time, a little more precision, but it's a way that a younger person necessarily wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Just burning through things. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so. they've got that. But it's got a very different. Them. It's got a different flavor to that that early stuff. But it's both really, really nice. I think both of those things really, really nice. Thanks. I, I mean, I you know, it's probably the same for yourself, Paul. But I look at most of my work, and all I can see are the flaws. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm looking at this stuff and going, 
for the most part, yeah. I think this is fine. Yeah. You know, and the w- the way people are reacting to it, yeah. it's they seem to be responding to it. So I'm yeah. in a positive way. So the big danger for you now is that Marvel or DC try and poach you away so you can oh do sure. something. That God, that would be terrible. <laughs> I'd really, I'd really hate but it that would if, be because if somebody like uh, decided that I should team up with Tom King on <laughs> Batman for one page. For, for <laughs> come on. It's me you're dealing with here. <laughs> it's not this young upstart. No, here. I know. He's full of come as oh he's just God, said to us yeah. several times this exactly. evening. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently so. Yes. Good Lord. Well, you put that into the universe, John, and maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Did I maybe put that out in there? Some way uh, I, I thought I was using my internal <laughs> voice. <laughs> Goodness. I saw some sort of it. projection. Who about knows that? the reach that this show has and oh what the God. power it can, it can yeah. do for you, given what it's done for me. <laughs> this is just the start of my career. My uh-huh. career starts now. <laughs> well, that it does feel like in comics that there are continually points where you could go, yeah, this is the start of it. I yeah, because oh, yeah. it sort of it never ha- it doesn't have that continuance. It doesn't have a, a a permanent upward trajectory. It's more like a roller coaster up, down, up, down, oh, sure. and if you're lucky, you're way, way up, and then way, way down again. That's, that no. seems to be the way it goes for everyone. Well, uh, you maybe know. you'll get a Kirby esque type career out of it, and you get a some late period. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, you know, I mean, Kirby didn't create the uh, Marvel Universe until he was in his fifties. Yeah. So you know, wow, yeah. uh, it's uh, I'll uh, I'll take a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. If I if I can start sort of, and, then, and then you've still got new gods and Eternals to do, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, I must say. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Jerry's very happy with how the book's going, and we're hoping that we get maybe thirty, forty issues. That would be a nice chunk yeah. because I haven't done anything of any sub. I haven't done a substantial run on any single Hitman, thing. Yeah. On any th- single thing since Hitman, and I really am itching to produce something of you know a good a chunk, body of work, a, a body of singular work. Exactly. Thank yeah. you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. So yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the intent. Uh, and if we can get that done, um, and then. See how it goes after that, you know. Yeah. Jerry's Jerry's keen to keep going with me, yeah. so and I and I love Jerry's writing, and he's a joy to work with. So, you yeah. know, if he if he wants to stick with me, that that'll be that'll suit me just that'll fine. Do. That'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems like a really sort of a morbid question, but do you think about legacy as an artist? Do you think about? Oh God, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't we all? Yeah, you you think what am I going to leave behind? And you know, I would like to be able to think. You know, because, I mean, everybody has their one thing. You know, no matter how amazing their career was, there's always that thing. It's Dave Watchman Gibbons, you know, or it's Frank Dark Knight Returns Miller or what have you. John uh, Dix McRae. John, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I'd like... I'd like my tombstone not to have dicks on it. <laughs> Something <laughs> that could be a director's <laughs> porn statement. Yes, exactly. John no, dicks no fear, right. PJ will be there after yeah. having them on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> it's funny with tears. <laughs> so. Although PJ talked about drawing things with precision, you must be quite glad you're not doing the dick script now with precision. That will be indeed, indeed. No, no, I, I, I you know. The Thank one you. thing you've got to know about John, <laughs> Garth has told me, is he loves drawing cocks. <laughs> you know, they are intrinsically hilarious. <laughs> and so the more giant dripping dicks oh, that are, oh, are, are inserted into a oh, comic. No. Oh, thank God. 
<laughs> yeah, I knew I'd get you. <laughs> the, the the more hilarious said comic but, becomes. But that's not what you want your legacy to be. Exactly, because yeah. you know, you know, I have kids. I don't want them to be dad, dad drew a lot of that. The, my tombs get the graveside, yeah. and to hearing people going, he drew great dicks. <laughs> you know, and the kids are like, wow. however, if the guild hall wants hanging from the ceiling an over large, it won't be aluminum stick. Yeah, You're yeah, the man will, to go to. It will sure. be. Yeah, it will absolutely. be Hitman or the Demon. I mean, it, it, well, I'm it, hoping it's Hitman, yeah. Dead Rabbit. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. See, this is why yeah. I want this thing to be. I kind of. I mean, I I've sort of occasionally looked at myself and gone, Do you know, for like 18 years working professionally, I have very little, like, complete collections of my work, and that's that's the thing that. It's not so much a legacy of after I've gone as as it is me looking at the, at my shelf and going, why don't I have like that many hardback collections or you know paperback collections? There's quite a lot of books I'm in where I've done a bunch of bits and pieces and, sure. and so on. One page becomes you know it's, it's you know it becomes my legacy. Hold in one page, that's me. Um, <laughs> but but the, there are lots of little <laughs> dread collections where I've got bits in and you know, here, there, and everywhere, but sure. very few complete books, and it's kind of annoying. But you've done some of the dread epics recently, haven't you? You were bits of them, bits like, around, but yeah. that's yeah. good. I mean, that's, I mean, that must appeal that you're most, in there. No, but the, the most I've ever done on any dread, any particular dread epic, is a lot, but it's still like it's ten or fifteen episodes. But that's that's not that many pages. Ten episodes is only. Um, sixty pages in a you know three hundred page graphic novel. It's not that much, you know. Sure, sure. It's a and it's not all the graphic. Novel. And it's not all the graphic yeah. novel. It's not all you, you know. Yeah, you, and sure. your, your, your name is what's selling it. What an artist wants to leave behind is something that people can point to and say, "That's Hellboy. That's Mike Mignola." And, yeah. and have that as being the thing that they're remembered for. Yeah, you know, or, sure. Or, or or any other thing like Watchmen and, and Dark Knight Returns. Those those are the canon. People know that those sure. are. Whenever people talk about what comics should I read, well, they're the top shelf, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It'd be I nice to be on like the third shelf or something, yeah. you know, a couple of down, you know, because that's not so bad, yeah. You know, yeah. and it'd be nice to be on there and have your have a have a good chunk of something yeah. that people could pick up and you know immerse themselves yeah. in for a good long time. Don't I don't, I don't really care. It, it's all you. I don't care what other people think. I just keep thinking, why don't I have more books for yeah. me for me to have? Why am I not in more things? Sure. That's it. So it's like a current legacy. Yeah, <laughs> but it definitely, yeah. definitely seems easier for a writer to have a wider body. Oh, of course, of work. You know, yeah, well, well, well yeah, they can stretch themselves in lots yeah. of different directions and do lots of things. But they're also it's easier for a writer to because they're often the instigator of a project. It's easier for them to have a stronger association with something. Than, than an artist. I mean, we're, yeah. you know, we're often coming in as the person to draw the thing after it's already been conceived. Also, the whole uh, the whole way books are listed now it really does that as well. Because then, when you look on, say, Amazon, mm. and it's just uh, Watchmen, like, by, Watchmen by, Alan by Alan Moore. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and yeah, and Dave, uh, yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave's like, and oh, I'm Al, am I? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and it's it's that is a pissing. Yeah. annoying thing and so it really reinforces that as well yeah yeah mm. so yeah i boo don't know hi- boo hiss to them 
Do, well, do we that, have a pick of a week, do you think? No, I, I don't have a pick of the week, to be honest. I've been sitting trying to think of one, and I've, I've really been struggling this week. Yeah. I, I don't think we have to do one every week, do we? Do we not? Is it a what, are, what is the pick of the week of? Is it Whatever you want to pick. any Like, literally anything. I was kind of thinking, do you know what? I would quite happily recommend Indie Spice for an Indian meal down in the yeah, 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 yeah. That's my pick of the week, well, a nice Indian meal. But uh, obviously, I'm not going to be doing that again for some time now that I'm going to be, you know, doing I have a stuff. book coming tomorrow, which is a compendium of an, the entire history of the Beastie Boys but I haven't read it yet so I can't recommend it yet yeah mm, that's good you were put in the spot the last time you came up with some good picks as yeah, I John had well, excellent uh, picks last time I'd, yeah. I'd recommend the Comic City Festival next yeah, year for it, sure yeah, hopefully, yeah, it'll it'll hopefully you know, if it happens again it's a great show I, yeah. I, I will definitely be at it next year this yeah. year I yeah. made just a stupid conf- um, scheduling conflict sure that was, not, that was sort of out of my hands and because uh, some friends bought me tickets to uh, a nice Ulster Orchestra event last night, at mm. the, and uh, I, it was a birthday present, and obviously I couldn't, I couldn't gra- <laughs> with any good grace turn it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a really good time at that, but yeah, I was disappointed that I missed out on the on the festival at the same time. But sure. they didn't make your pick of the week. That's harsh. Uh, the Ulster <laughs> Orchestra, the Ulster Orchestra were great. I mean, you know, I, I haven't been to see them that often, but it was a themes from the movie, so it was it was real low culture stuff. <laughs> so, oh, come uh, no. but I really enjoyed it. You know, they played you know, the, the the standard things you'd expect. A lot of John Williams. Sure. Film. I went. I went when I was in my twenties. I was with this girl, and and she, you know, she she kind of went, oh, do, should we go? Do you want to go and see the Ulster Orchestra? And I was like, going, oh, this is a bit more sophisticated than I'm used to. But okay, like, you know, I've never got a okay. hand job at an orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> when did they turn the lights down? You see, we went to see the Ulster Orchestra, and you know they did their thing, and I was sitting there going, "I've got to be more impressive than I normally. I've got to be like a better human being." And, stuff. and this girl's very fancy; she knows what she's doing. And, and so we're watching it, and then the, the music stops, and we get up, and everyone gets their coats on, and some people head out for a smoke, and we go, "That was really, that was good, that was good, that was good." And we say cheerio to the guy, and we, you know, the security guard, the guy in the door, and I walk along thinking, "Wow, she she must go to this a lot," and I don't know anything about. It. Turns out we left at half time. (laughs) 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 Jesus. And I didn't know. I just assumed that she knew what she was doing, but she didn't know either. So, you know. She was clearly trying to impress you. Yeah, I think so. I will will say this last night, the the orchestra were all dressed up because. I, I think they do. Well, they were dressed That's up because it was Halloween. They're oh. all wearing oh. costumes. Oh, right, sorry. Oh, right. They <laughs> all had their so faces half <laughs> torn off. Well, and the things. various costumes. I mean, like, they, they played the Lord yeah, of the Rings. I see, when you say dressed point. up, I thought you meant in, like, a, yeah. like a dicky bow and a, you know, a whole yeah. thing. But well, and I was well, thinking, that's what an orchestra normally does. Have you no, never no, seen the, one? The, well, there were some, some older gentlemen at the back um, who apparently weren't playing along and they were in their white tuxes. Mm-hmm. But um, They were dressed up as James Bond. Yeah, they were. Uh, but the, um, the, the, sorry, the the Lord of the Rings theme, the guy playing the piccolo, was dressed as Gandalf. <laughs> nice. And uh, there was quite a few uh, members of the Incredibles dotted around because they played some music from the Incredibles. Oh, right. They were dressed All as right. the characters yeah. from the shows. Ah, right. Okay. Um, That's cool. But there was a violinist in the front row who was dressed as Captain America. And after every single um, after every single movement, the, the orchestra stood up and bowed. And he made sure every single time to reach down, pick up his shield, and stand with his shield. <laughs> and he did not stand up once without his shield. He was really Wicked. determined that we saw him. <laughs> I've got my shield with exactly me. right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, 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 while holding the violin, I the violin in the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have anybody you couldn't figure out who they were? Um, well, the, the, that's, this ties into something else. So I, I think my vision's getting worse, so I'm going to have to go for an eye test this week because I was straining to actually see some people in, in the. In the in the orchestra, so yeah, I, I'm maybe going blind. Mm. 
Any Andrew revealing you right? I actually brought something. Oh wow! Visual prop, but I thought it brought it. It's the uh, collected edition of I think John and PJ might like it. The Scream Hardback oh, yeah, yeah. from Rebellion. Oh, oh wow! Fantastic. Which uh, landed my doorstep this week. Uh, Scott, in time, you're out. In time yeah, for Halloween, Scott's that has gone. passed. Uh, you'd have watched the classic that's the 13th sure floor isn't it 13th yeah. floor, floor yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so this is John Wagner Alan Grant uh, the fantastic now past uh, Spanish artist Jose Ortiz who a lot of continental listeners I'm sure we have many will know uh, he appeared we? in 2018 already, with Rogue he's Trooper he's already made himself comfortable in Scott's chair have you seen yeah. that I, I know about <laughs> comics that's the difference uh, <laughs> people who read heavy metal will know him from Burton and Sib which was like a one page comedy <sighs> strip Great nice. things coming Deep from one page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, this appeared in Eagle uh, and Scream, the, the short yeah. run series back in the 80s. And it's about a tower block in the 80s controlled by a computer, benevolently looking after the people who live in it, but uh, sort of killing everybody else who comes near the tower mm. block. To collect the rent or whatever. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, br- yeah brilliantly, yeah. the very first story, five pages, a, a, a widow and her young child move in and the debt collector comes and she 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 says uh, oh we, we do owe him 77 pounds uh, and the computer's watching this the debt collector gets back in the elevator and the computer switch on and goes you're not going to take 77 pounds from these people you must die <laughs> so, Seems extreme John Wagner's ethic in full yeah. effect there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's murder galore yeah. Uh, a lovely hardback, beautiful cover design, one of the yeah. nicest designs of a cover. Yeah, it's cover great, isn't it? Time. That's fantastic. From the 2008 shop, well worth getting. Yeah, yeah. I may look into getting that myself. I actually have the, there was an John's earlier sort of collection there. done by Hibernia Press. That's right. And I have that, you know, but um, I think they only did the one volume of that, which was about maybe, I don't know, 60, 70 pages or something. And that, that's that's what I was going to say. I've got the Hibernia Press yeah. version, but... That's such yeah, a lovely nice. version, yeah. isn't it? Hibernia did a nice collection of Doom Lord stuff as well, which mm-hmm. I always liked. So, yeah, I've got that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's our show. Uh, well, does John have any pick of the week? We didn't. Actually I did do the, the, the were you not the listening? Comic City Festival. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the but festival. Also, you were listening there. Were you I had? also recommend Analog by Jerry Duggan and David O'Sullivan, yeah. which they trade paperbacks out of. And uh, you know, it, I read it uh, the other day, and it's cracking. So mm. you know. I mean, obviously, I'm plugging me, mate. Jerry's if you're interested book, in Dead Rabbit, by the way, the um, comic book guy shop has a whole bunch of signed copies. Yeah, by Jerry, uh, by and, Jerry and, and, and John. Yeah, yeah so get you're not gonna, It's going to be hard to get signed copies of that book if you're not around yeah. there. So yeah, yeah. go and get them. Yeah, um, from the fine folks at Comic Book yeah, Guys. Yeah. Okay, well, this has been uh, another fantastic episode of Sunnyside. Well, that's optimistic, but okay. okay. <laughs> uh, don't know if we'd all agree with that description. Thanks to John and Andrew for coming down. Yeah, thanks, guys. Pleasure. Thank you Cheers. And uh, well done to Scott and Hannah for keeping her lit in the bedroom. So <laughs> <laughs> Keep her lit, boy. He's been waiting nice. on the show to drop that line. Nice. He's been. That's why he's been. Look how missed, pleased he is with himself. Like. He's been, we've been saying because he's just keeping it in I'm his head. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for this. This, yeah, yeah. this is my moment to shine. <laughs> <laughs> so catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.